What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 65. Here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? Dizzy. I am dizzy. <laughs> there is so much friendly football on, so many different storylines, all that fun stuff. Uh, I mean, we got to get moving on it. Um, but mm-hmm. but first and foremost, I'm happy to be here with you. How are you doing today? Man, I am, I'm doing all good, man. The temperature is great here in Portugal. And just a quick <laughs> shout out. Do not forget to like this video and subscribe to FC Wonder Kid on YouTube. And put, we want to see some debates down below in the comment section. Because we will go bold in this podcast with some of these topics. Barca, Ronald, United. A lot to go for. So go bold in the comment section. And yes, just say your opinions. And if you agree or disagree with the opinions of the boldest community in the YouTube comment section. So, yes, got that one done. And let's start now with the winners of the Florida Cup. (laughs) Arsenal, okay? (laughs) But look, I don't want to hype up Arsenal fans' next level, but I got to say, Arsenal is doing bets this preseason. I am finally going to say this. There's a clear increase in quality of players, and the standards are so much higher for Arsenal this season. Look, that link-up between Gabriel Zouj and Odegaard is special. Those two are playing great football. So if this Arsenal team has no, no injuries, I'll be honest, that, that's impossible. We are seeing a yeah. great season, but a lot of positive indicators right at the start with Arsenal. So I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, the Odegaard, Jesus, and and on top of that, you haven't even factored in Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus as yes. well, uh, being former teammates, happy to come in. And I know Zinchenko potentially has a preference to play in the midfield, but obviously mm-hmm. in that first start versus Chelsea where they ran him off the field, uh, <laughs> Zinchenko was at his familiar left-back position. But uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, there is a lot of chemistry. There's a lot of excitement around it. There's it, It's seemingly a clear transfer plan, um, and, mm-hmm. and they seemingly also have individuals that are nowhere close to their peak. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are guys that are going to continue to get better, not just over the next six months, but over the next you know six years. Um, and it is it is a lot of fun to watch. It's just a matter of how good they can get in mm-hmm. in a short period of uh, a short period of time. But man, Bukayo Saka, uh, Bukayo Saka mm-hmm. was fun to watch. Jesus getting his uh, you know getting that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Florida Cup is the Florida Cup. <laughs> we are still in friendly season, man. True. Um, but I I really don't. It, it's Champions League or bust for Arsenal. Fuck, right, when he says this of improving the whole squad, I feel like that's the reason why. He has to have yeah. expectations that is top four or bust, exactly mm-hmm. as you said. And in this preseason, I still haven't seen for Arsenal. Tierney, Smith Rowe, mm-hmm. Fabio Vieira, and Tomayasu. So these right. four players are key for n- next season for Arsenal, and we still haven't seen them. This preseason. And that's why Arsenal fans must be hyped up much more than they were in the past. And I was a critic of Gabriel Zouj saying that Mm -hmm. with Tite, he likes to play at the winger, which is factual. Go see. Okay. Tite said this. Brazilian national team coach. But Jesus builds, brings excellent build-up play for Arsenal. It's not even the goals with Gabriel Zouj. It's the way Arsenal plays with them on the pitch now. Odegaard, Jesus, Martinelli. There was clear, unbelievable first touch, first touch movement and pass. And Zinchenko. Mm-hmm. 
low-key at the left. He, You could see he wants to be in that midfield role, but at yeah. left back, as a replacement for Tierney, levels above Nuntavaj for next season, okay? Yeah. So this is what I got to say. Higher standards. This is what you got to see. And a quick shout-out, Paqueta won't happen. I know we've said yeah. it in the past there was a possibility, but no, Paqueta, Edu has cleared, and I feel like Newcastle might go for him. So, but yeah, a lot of a lot of high shots. A lot of high uh, and 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 Tielemen, man, mm. um, I'd love to see that get because there's yes. there's two worrisome things here, and I know Zinchenko kind of papers over both of them, but Zinchenko wants a firm role. I don't think he's coming to Arsenal. I haven't spoken to him, but I don't think he's coming to Arsenal to play, you know, Swiss Army Knife. I, you know, I'll mm -hmm. do whatever you want, Mr. Yeah. You know, Arteta. Um, so, so ultimately, you're still kind of scant at left back if mm -hmm. you've got Kieran Tierney and you've got Nuno Tavares, who they're kind of shopping him around Going, for a loan move. Leaving. Or, mm -hmm. yeah, or leave. Exactly. So, and on top of that, you better wrap Thomas Partey in bubble wrap. So they probably want to see a little more depth in there mm. um, or maybe a breakout from the academy. But ultimately, I, I mean, if I'm looking at it on paper, uh -huh. do I think that they have a they have a team that absolutely should be in the running for Champions League? Well, they were last year after one of the <laughs> worst starts that they've had in a very, 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 very long time. True. They were in the running for Champions League and they only bottled it later on because, hey, they made an amazing run. From relegation fodder, that's kind of a joke because they weren't actually in, in the running for relegation Just, except for like a small period of time, um, to literally looking like they were going to lock up that Champions League spot. And if it weren't for that last month of the season, mm -hmm. oof. So they still need key depth pieces, but I think Arteta's got him in mind. I'm, I'm with you. I'm matching your excitement. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm more excited about them than I am about what Conte's doing for Tottenham, but man, is mm -hmm. it is it close? It, it is close. And I'll tell you what, mm -hmm. just to foreshadow before I know you have a point there, mm -hmm. but just to foreshadow what we're going to talk about at the end of this, mm -hmm. um, and I know you'll put it in the tags, but uh, it's going to be all about like whether or not it, it, Jesus has that movement. Jesus uh, is in a place that puts him top dog for the most part when it comes to the mm -hmm. biggest attacking threat on the team. Um, will that translate to oodles and boodles or whatever of goals which i know a lot of arsenal fans hope it will and uh whether or not he could be in the running for the golden boot so True. um True. we're going to talk about that later but before <laughs> i'm sure Fact. you want to pivot somewhere else in the press yes i just want to say final things with arsenal is for arsenal fans yes. too this is the best defense i've seen in recent years with Arsenal, we are finally seeing with left back, with center back, with goalkeeper, solid yeah. options. And a player like Saliba, okay, yeah. so that is a youngster still with the ability that he has right now, expects to see Arsenal being one of the toughest defense to beat next season again. So, yes, yeah. put down below and your expectations about Arsenal. And, yeah, see if there's anyone disagreeing with that so you can tell them your thoughts, okay? And, yeah. And I yes, I just got to say, before you move on with this, with the transition, doesn't it feel like so long ago now, mm. the whole Saliba drama, the whole Saliba is going to go somewhere else, the whole Saliba is never going to play in an Arsenal shirt. Um, and, and let's be honest, he hasn't yet lined up in a competitive match yet um, <laughs> here. So we still mm. got a little, you know, hand wrangling to do to Trust. get Saliba uh, in, in there. But ultimately, man, that feels like ancient news. Mm -hmm. Saliba out to pasture and, and left aside. So uh, 
I'm with you. It's it's a young, young, exciting team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm most excited to see if Bukayo Saka can level up again this year. Mm-hmm. I'm most excited to see that. Um, but where, where do you want to go next? Well, let's say Arsenal and let's go United. So, And okay. with United, it's Eric Ten Hag preseason, yeah. okay? And still, we don't want to say a lot of bold stuff because... Only in the seventh against Brighton, we will see what's happening, okay, in the Premier League front for United. But yep. we got to say, Martial has been showing good indicators to be in the squad for Man United. Mm-hmm. But being a starter, I still have my doubts. But to be at a, in the squad of Man United with Eric Ten Hag, he's proven himself and he deserves it. So, yeah, just with United, it's the preseason. For what Eric yep. Ten Hag could do, I feel like he delivered, okay? And for Man United fans, you have to you, you have to be excited with what you're seeing from the manager. Mm-hmm. From the manager. So there's strict yeah. rules. You got to go with them. And Ten Hag is the decision-making of United right now. And we wanted to see that. So that's a good start, but, I reckon. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good start. But there's mm-hmm. also another decision-maker. There's also... there's. There's two chefs in the kitchen, buddy, right? Uh, it's not just Ten Hag. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, there there absolutely needs to be resolution on the Cristiano Ronaldo front Fuck. because the only reason only reason we're mentioning Anthony Martial, uh-huh. uh, hopefully hopefully going back to his 2019-2020 form where he hit for 17 goals, <laughs> oh. seven assists. He would have been fourth in the Golden Boot race last season if he if he had 17 goals. Uh, like he did in the 2019-2020 season. But ultimately, mm-hmm. we're not even talking about Martial. If Cristiano Ronaldo, the other chef in the kitchen, if you didn't get where I was going I'm with this, if Cristiano Ronaldo isn't necessarily pushing for a move out or a loan out or whatever the hell's going on, and mm-hmm. I got to ask you just up front. Yes. Up front. This has, to, like, this has to be resolved in the next 10 days, does it not? Fuck. It will be next week we will have a decider for Cristiano Ronaldo. And I'll be honest. Yeah. Anything can happen, but a loan deal, I feel like it's the best deal for Ronald respecting, okay, Man United, because they didn't respect Ronaldo with the team that they put for him, let's be honest. He must have been promised something else, okay, before joining Man United, but having a loan move that guarantees the rebuild being successful... Like, I'll be honest, Ronaldo only... The only thing Ronaldo wants right now is Champions League football. And one thing's for sure, that's what he's got in mind right now, okay? So, yeah, I just I just feel sorry, man, for Man United almost, you know? I just, I just wish we had a little more specificity on what it was Cristiano Ronaldo was expecting mm-hmm. um, with well, a new boss four. coming in, knowing that Rangnick was not going to be um, held on to... And and Ali previously Ali. to that, it but was Ali when, when Ronaldo came. Uh, Ren- Ren- that's all Ronaldo wanted. That no. was the straw that broke the camel's back, or what? No, no. I just believe that like that what he was promised as a, as a, as a project wasn't showed up. And like even in the transfer window, I'll be honest. I like the moves for Man United as Malasia, Eriksen, those type sure. of moves. But Ronaldo, though, he doesn't like uh, this chat about Frankie de Jong, I'd say. You know what I mean? So I no. really I really don't know what's the mindset, man. And I feel like anyone yeah. that's reporting on Ronaldo, it's very hard, man. You got to be very close. And this man still didn't make a decision. Ronaldo hasn't yeah. made up his decision if he's not back at Man United. Or he hasn't presented with the decision that makes the more sense in his view to, for his career. 
So right, but the but the nature of being the most followed person on the planet (laughs) means that I I get there's there's not whether or not people can actually get in his head, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Whether or not it it doesn't stop people from reporting on him, people are still going to report on Mm -hmm. him. Whether it's you know what he had for dinner, definitely, definitely. or it's whatever, (laughs) they're still going to report on the most followed man on the planet. So ultimately, whether or not he shuts up and says nothing, Mm -hmm. it's almost as if he's saying something by saying nothing. And it leads all of these vultures, essentially, um, to go out there and put words in his mouth. So ultimately, whether it's clearing clearing Mm -hmm. it up, whether it's taking the loan, Mm -hmm. but, you know, you and I were talking about this previously, there aren't many destinations for him to go. Not not because he's not a legendary, you know, striker, legendary player, ultimately because when you're that um, public, even though he's private, but he's also public, right? Just being the most followed man on the planet. Uh, when you're that vital to United basically not going down the toilet last year, mm-hmm. um, and ultimately how many years he might have left, True. right? When it comes down to it, um, it narrows things down. It narrows things down for him, and he wants to maximize the most out of his final years. And I wonder, True. I wonder if there is a twinge of regret in him in terms of his decision-making mm-hmm. over the last couple months, uh, maybe not giving the space to Ten Hag uh, that was needed or not giving the leeway to mm-hmm. Ten Hag uh, that was needed for him to maybe start, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, piecing things together. It's not going to happen overnight. I well, know United has the clout to do it, but it's not going to happen overnight. Well, with That's Ronaldo true. next week, I feel like we will have answers and we will know what is going to happen. But with United, yeah. we got to say this too, man. It's Ronaldo, whatever. They need to get a midfielder, man. Regardless, Man United have to. And if it's not Frankie De Jong, they need solutions. And a quick shout out for me as a solution for Frankie De Jong at Man United would be mm-hmm. Sergei Miklinkovic Savic from Lazio. A 27-year-old yeah. that I have no idea how he is still at Lazio for what he brings. That Serbian so midfielder is so underrated. Technique, so class. goals, assists, whatever. So if yeah. Frankie de Jong doesn't happen for Man United, Sergei Milinkovic Savic would be my shout out. But whatever, they have to get a midfielder. Yeah. Just have to, okay? And a striker or winger. That is the other option. Yeah. That Before the season started, Fabrizio even mentioned they're 100% getting a striker, Man United. Yeah, right. Look, they didn't prep for that as it seems, I'll be honest. Or if they did, <laughs> Eric Ten Hag wasn't happy with the options presented to him. So I'm very curious to see whoever comes at winger forward for Man United mm. because they definitely need an added piece there. And again, you said Anthony in the past, and it will yeah. gain. It will gain news because we've seen yeah. the pattern. Malasi knows Ten Hag. Eritsen knows Ten Hag. Lisandro Martinez knows Ten Hag. Whoever comes next, this transfer window most likely knows Eric Ten Hag too. So Absolutely. this is what we got to see. This is what we got to see. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Man. Like, let's see. And, and, and that transfer policy um, mm-hmm. is probably the best way you're going to write the ship right away although it doesn't scream like we're going to be world class day one Fucked. right um but it, it will right the ship it will get it's it's like you know a new politician coming in and bringing him <laughs> his regime in essentially you're bringing in people that know you that know what you um mm-hmm. what is expected of you um and, and works from there and with that said donny van de b can barely still find a game so regardless mm. uh I, I know he did he started did he start in yesterday's well, friendly yeah I but i like that friendly. shout to to call out people that were saying donny this donny that 
Donny has to, yeah. has to fight for that position. And it won't be easy, okay? I feel like he will make it his in October, November, while the season is on. I feel like there will be doubts until then. But Donny, I'm a believer, man. And just so I don't forget with Frankie De Jong, I'm not saying yeah. Frankie De Jong won't happen, okay? I do believe the most likely destination for Frankie is still Man United because of all those hours they spend right. negotiating. Come on, they can't go for nothing. But what I can say is Man United could, I'm not saying that they mm -hmm. should, but they could mm -hmm. go for Memphis Depay with Frankie De Jong yeah. at the same time. And that would be a solution for the problem forwards. And for Depay, he wants to clear the past at Man United, which he's seen yeah. as a mistake, I'll be honest, okay, from PSV. And at the time, getting the number seven, that was bold expectations. But being one of the key pieces in a rebuild at Man United... He could salvation, not salvation. He's got an unbelievable career, yeah. Leon too. But Memphis Depay is very judged still, okay? And he seems yeah. the best part of his career being the national team. Club level, I feel like he could go bold. So that's my yeah, shout out for yeah. Man United. Because there's no, well, no options forwards. There's no options. No, no. And the window is rapidly closing for there to be uh, anything. But man, I, I, you know, De Jong... That whole situation. I mean, at some point, listen. I know these mm. th these players are going to make more money than uh, <laughs> most of us in our, it, pretty much most of us collectively in our lifetimes. Uh, but at some point, I almost feel bad uh, at being, you know, Frankie Diong being the the pawn on the chessboard mm. that Xavi and Laporta are just moving around left and right and like slapping him in the face with words. Um, I mean, Xavi's words about like. Hey, yeah, you know, I I greatly value uh, Frankie De Jong, and I value him more as a center back. Exactly. I think that's the best place. Uh, but also, you know, we had some moves on the table. We also have financial fair play. Well, if you're talking to Laporta, mm. I mean, they're gonna. I don't care if it's 15 levers or if it's three levers. They're gonna hit all levers in order. They'll spend as much money as it takes to remain re relevant and in the running for a Champions League. So who the hell cares? But, you know, it, I don't I don't know what the heck's going on over there. And that's another thing. If you want to talk about trying to uh, mm. figure out what's going on in Ronaldo's head, nobody knows what the hell's going on over there with finances. So most people just throw up their hands and say, mm -hmm. I just want to see a really nice Classico. Mm. I want to see, you know, this. <laughs> I want to see that. Ultimately, I, 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 I don't know what the hell's going on. So mm -hmm. I didn't mean to, you know, conflate United and Barcelona right now. But it's well, because Frankie is, is that missing piece. He's that middle ground that pawn in the game that mm -hmm. literally, I, I'm going to say it. I think the kid's getting mistreated. Mm. Frankie De Jong. It's the salary, yes. I'll be honest. I feel like he's negotiated already with Man United, but it's just right. the missing salary. The 17 million is the problem. Oh. That Barca, and Champions League. Uh, and, uh, and Champions League too. But I'll be honest, Eric Ten Hag, I feel like if Man United are so invested in Frankie, yeah. it's because they've received a green light from the player or a minute, just okay. a hint, just a hint, because that would be embarrassed, <laughs> embarrassing yeah. if, the, if there was nothing on that. So people, put down below your thoughts about all this Man United propaganda and what's happening. Put down below your thoughts and any disagreement, answer the comments. We want you people involved in the community. So staying at Man Manchester front, okay, just to go sure. to City fast, I got to say, yeah, By the fine. day, it's not because of the goal against Bayern that I'm going to say this, but Haaland, <laughs> I have growing expectations with Erling Haaland, okay? And Gosh. just right now, it's really hitting me that Guardiola, 
Okay, one of the mm-hmm. best developing coaches in history with players like Kimish that we've seen go mm-hmm. from rags to riches almost. Imagine yeah. what we're going to see now with Holland, an attacking player. That first touch, I know we're going to see a massive improvement in that front. And technique-wise, Holland will be levels. And I love to see when Holland says, yeah, Guardiola, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of crazy. He's a bit crazy. So I know, yeah, I the, love that. I love that. So the craziness of football geniuses are getting to Erling Holland, And that is the influence that we want to see in football heritage, man. A player like Holland will make the difference, not just in football history, but in the culture of the world, man. So if he's successful, he'll be inspiring a bunch of a bunch of kids of the next generation. So I'm, I'm dying to see what's happening there. <laughs> yeah, but the, there is a variable here with the Holland capture, mm. right? This is probably the, uh, obviously the um, most mm. informed nine that they've brought in since Kunaguera. Fucked. Right? Mm-hmm. And... And when when it comes to that, we know Aguero took not not a full year, not a full season. He he didn't necessarily hit the ground running like Obama Yang for Arsenal did, um, but obviously he followed that up with like two twenty one goal years. Yeah, I mean he was killer, right? <laughs> and they've had they've had to play a different way essentially mm-hmm. since since Aguero moved on, right? Um, they they haven't necessarily played with like this uh, this really unadulterated man, nine yeah. and now right and now you bring back this nine so that there's a variable there mm-hmm. um it doesn't my guess is that there's going to be no hiccup along the way mm. but you're still going to need depth for holland right because we do know that the, okay alvarez. this guy is yeah well yes alvarez but you've got you've got and, and he's still relatively unproven we mm-hmm. have to remember that right he yeah, hasn't played true. on european soil yet and sometimes it doesn't translate I get it. Him at River, him at River seemed unplayable at mm. times, um, or unmarkable, whatever you want to call it. Yes. But Holland's right. The, the, the biggest worry for me is just if he stays healthy, and Fucked. if he stays healthy in his first season, the Premier League is is a harder league to play mm-hmm. in than the Bundesliga. We know that. I agree. But also, this is a this is a gentleman that's coming in <laughs> that is already top forty all time goal scorer in the Champions League history. Okay. <laughs> He's done it. He's done it at the biggest, oh. the biggest stage, and he's 22 years old. Sheesh. So there's a lot of like, um, it, is it a hundred percent prudent to sit there and think that there's going to be a um, transition period for him? Yes, it's a hundred percent prudent to say that. Mm. But this is also Erling Holland. Yes. So I, I will get to it later on. But I'm wrestling <laughs> with that when it comes towards predicting my golden boot. Um, but, but yes. How Holland fits into the system is absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm 100% worried for City mm. for one reason and one reason only. They haven't made their moves yet I... to bring in the depth necessary to compete for a 38-game season in the Premier League and all the other competition fronts that they currently got. I... Cucurella is not done yet. I feel okay? you. I feel you. Know? you. It's, so... true. it's true. And you're pointing out something that must be pointed out, that City must do moves in Cucurella. One of them, okay, definitely go crazy on him. That that has to happen. And Brandon Williams is reportedly Graham Potter's decision to replace. So, yeah, just wanted to say that. And with Guardiola. But this is what I got to say about all that with the rebuild of City. Sort of rebuild. It's Guardiola has spent $1 billion (laughs) at Man City. And the only (laughs) player that was before Guardiola came was Kevin De Bruyne. So the expectations are world-class and that's why anyone that comes or stays okay from the loan coming back will have those expectations and i say this because there's a player 
at Man City that I am still not sure. I don't want to say to the listeners he's going to be a starter. He will be involved, but I, I've got right. I've got good hopes on this player, and it's Kaiki. Okay, Kaiki mm. from Man City, the winger, speed wise and dribbling. He's ready. My only doubt is physically. But I see indicators that Kaiki is bulking up at Man City. And if he is yeah. in form, he's a great rotation option. Just like Cole Palmer, I hope he's a rotation option too. But I understand it's a lot of responsibility to put on the shoulders of youngsters at a team at Man City that wants to well, win the Prem and the Champions. Yeah. But I believe in them, man. I believe in those two. Yeah. So. I, I'm, I'm, I would love. I actually would love to see it. Obviously, mm -hmm. though, if it doesn't work out, or if uh, you know, City goes on the run of worst form that they've ever had, mm. it's going to be an indictment on their youth academy, and true. we obviously don't want to see Fuck, that too. But, uh, but I, but you have seen, and I wonder if he's posturing, if Pep has been posturing for maybe a longer battle for Cucurella mm. than he expects, because he has been uh, touting as he should. Uh, the 19-year-old left back, uh, Josh Wilson-Esbrandt, um, has been saying, you know, oh, yeah, this guy's, we got a player on our hands. He's very mm -hmm. good. He's, you know, he's done everything I've asked of him. He's taken leaps and bounds over this preseason. Yeah. He's really impressed me. Um, so maybe he is uh, willing to kind of start the season with kind mm -hmm. of a, I wouldn't call it scant, but definitely like a smaller depth chart. Mm. Um, that'll be a really, really interesting thing. And maybe it doesn't even matter if you've got Holland getting 10, 15 chances a game, the guy's going to put a whole mm. bunch of them away. Um, so I, it's man, a backup I, though, that what we're talking about. This is like, we're yeah. saying it's a problem. It's a backup still. Cause like Cancelo at the left is the number seven too. So yeah. I get you though. But if again, we, we say that the city expectations are champions yeah. and premier league and that's why that's mm -hmm. we're being so perfection of perfectionist about them so people put down below your thoughts about man city what does man city mm -hmm. need and what should man city expect okay that for yeah. the transfers okay what should we see and calvin phillips too what a transfer that was so uh, who would you want to highlight now in the prems just so we ended up well, yeah, let's, I mean, there's three, there's three teams here that we have talked yes. about piecemeal, but we really haven't delved into it. Mm -hmm. um, the, the first one, I'm going to start on a negative note. Um, <laughs> how, how did you feel? Mm. Uh, and I know, you know, we're not Everton fans necessarily, but how did you feel when Frank Lampard mm. uh, threw out the quote saying, the players must be up for the fact that they have to fight to play in the team? Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on at Everton right now. Mm. I honestly don't understand it at all, but there's nobody that's necessarily been in the door. Mm -hmm. They got rid of their most exciting center back prospect, although they have Tarkowski and they have Michael Keane and they have basically the same guys they've had except oh. for Tarkowski um, recently. <laughs> um, they finally got rid of, uh, rid of Cenk Tosin, right? Mm. They brought in 58 million from Richarlison, but then they lost four nothing. And yes, it was a friendly in mm. Minnesota. I think it was in Minnesota. They lost four nothing to Minnesota United. And before you know it, Frank Lampard is basically saying we're going to be dragged into a relegation scrap without saying we're going to be dragged into a relegation scrap. And at what point, I mean, are fans asking for more or are they just kind of like, mm. uh, is everybody stunned? To the point well, of, of inaction I'll, as it stands. With Everton, I just want to say, like, Alan is a very good player yeah. that's there. Anthony Gordon yeah. is a very good yes. player that's there. 
Dominic Calvert-Lewin, if he's in form, he's a very good player there. So yes. the expectations are they need a proper manager to stay in the Premier League. I'll be honest Ooh. and say exactly <laughs> that. Okay, because Richarlison was pulling the strings more. And without Richarlison now, Everton fans be worried because I ain't seeing the solutions. Personally, no. me. And I believe they will be fighting in the relegation battle. Because yes, there yeah. is other teams in the Prem making much better deals with a budget that is less than Everton. And that's it's the crazy true. part, man. So just shows how good Ancelotti was when he came to Everton, okay? And when yeah. he's left, this is what what this is what it's gone to. Sorry, Jesus. Well, I mean, it's just it's it's absolutely stunning to me that uh, mm -hmm. no no holes have been filled. Um, I mean, they're going to be lining up with Awobi. They're going to be lining up with Demarai Gray. They're going to be and and Demarai Gray, I think, has been. Oh, we've, yeah. we've said this previously. He's been phenomenal for the price they got him exactly. for uh, from mm -hmm. Leverkusen. And of course, we love Ben Godfrey. We love the fight of some of these players, but collectively as a team, uh, I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's like when you look at that roster, it's a whimper. Fuck. I mean, it's an absolute whimper. Mm -hmm. um, Anthony Gordon is the only one, but I don't think Anthony Gordon's ready to go, you know, double-digit goals, double-digit assists, and put this team on his back. One of them. Um, one of them. I feel like he'll he get is one of them. Yeah. Is he but then, but then you do the you do the flip side here, right? And you look mm -hmm. at a team like Southampton, yes. who I don't know. In in one breath. In one breath, they look like they could be a top-table team. Mm. And in another breath, they look like they're the worst team on the planet when they're getting, you know, drubbed 9-zip, 7-1-6-whatever at least once a year. <laughs> um, but listen to this. The average age of their signings, mm. and there have been seven-plus of them, the average age of their signings is 21. Love it. And you've got Gavin Bazunu coming in to fight mm -hmm. with McCarthy, to fight with... Uh, they brought another guy in, a, a Matt, Matush Lees, um, the, to fight with him for goalkeeper. He's not even the this the standalone starter yet. Mm -hmm. They just brought in a guy that I'm insanely high on, but he's going to take some time. Mm. That's Sekumara, 19 years old. They went over, they spent 13 million euros to get him from uh, mm -hmm. relegated twice, Bordeaux, financially troubled Bordeaux. Well, yeah. They Then they went and they raided not only uh, Manchester City for Bazunu, they mm -hmm. also threw 12 million uh, City's way to get Romeo Lavia, who ah, I think is a ridiculously first-class prospect um, and is going to be pretty great. They brought in Armel Bella uh, Kutchup, one of the best young center backs in the Bundesliga for one of the worst teams in the Bundesliga. And they're reportedly ready to throw another 20 million euros at Manchester City for Liam Delop. Whoa. I, I'm, I, you know, deal. like... That's a good deal. I, I, one, I know they have money because of all the times they've sold off before they have proper replacements, mm -hmm. good players. But ultimately, Southampton, I know you're building for the future, or are mm. you? Like, what is the transfer strategy here? Is it just to get the highest mm -hmm. it, that you can, like get mid-table? Is it to then? I, I really don't understand. So like they have it. spent a whole bunch of money on unproven prospects that mm -hmm. they're they're hoping every one of them turns out to be Tino Livermento. That's hundred percent their transfer policy. And let's be honest, they are moving cheaper than a team like Leeds that was scrapping the True. relegation battle. But the difference is a player like Rafinha left for the amount he did. But still, yes. Southampton is doing business with the money that they are given, and I love to see it. And I want to highlight on the Premier League front now, Skamaka. Yeah. Like, we're saying that United Ooh. need a striker, this, that, and the other thing. 
And it yeah. seems that West Ham have secured Gianluca Scamacca, and that is the best deal in the market that they could have gotten, in my opinion. Armand Brogia would have been great too, but Scamacca, yeah. for first-team football, I feel like he will give those guarantees. Being an Italian national team player too, that will put uh -huh. his stock much higher. And so interesting, man, that he chose West Ham of all the teams that were interested in him. So yeah. living in London, that could be a big factor too. But Premier League football, man, with David Moyes, Scamacca. Yeah. I am dying to see that. So And, and, yeah. and David, David Moyes is the key here, mm -hmm. right? Because when, when they brought in Sebastian Haller, I'm not entirely sure that David Moyes wanted Sebastian Haller, mm -hmm. right? And Haller sat on an island um, and, and obviously couldn't score a goal to save his life for the most part <laughs> in the Premier League, True. okay? And then we all know what he did after that. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, I believe this is David Moyes' signing. This mm -hmm. is, they have outbid a bunch of cash-strapped Serie A clubs uh, to land Gianluca Scamacca, and they've paid, they've probably... They've probably overpaid for Gianluca Scamacca, mm. but it probably is a fair price for how this market has been Exactly. Going. 36 okay? million? So, you don't see strikers yeah. that are available for 36 as Scamacca. So, yeah, yeah. I agree with, for but, this market. But mm. they outbid PSG, too. You know, <laughs> I mean, it really it really comes down to the fact that PSG mm. had a, a ceiling. True. PSG, who will spend... Whatever they want. Same on AKTK. On, they on whatever. The on same amount. right. So there was a decision uh, there of 19, yeah. 23. And I agree with you. There is doubt still with Skamaka. Yeah, it's just how he comes. And definitely, okay, I'm just going to highlight so another Premier League transfer to just like okay. West Ham. I'm going to say Nottingham Forest, man. They are I going know, bold with these deals, okay? And the Ooh. right deals, too. But... We're going to highlight Jesse Lingard, okay? And what were your thoughts on mm -hmm. that, Bretton, on the Lingard deal? I I think Jesse Lingard started out in his club pursuit thinking that he would go to a club hands down, no problem with Champions League. Sure. And I think he I then agree. realized uh, as things progressed mm -hmm. um, that what he was asking was way too much. Well, Fuck. enter Nottingham Forest. Uh, <laughs> Nottingham Forest has become the Fulham of this this particular uh, you know the Fulham of past mm. for this particular Premier League season where you get a bunch of money when you get promoted from the TV rights and Nottingham Forest has had no problem spending it. I mean they've already spent 85 million and that's not even factoring in the wage bill uh, that Jesse Lingard is going to um, take Nothing up there. So uh, I, I, hey, it's the cherry on top for uh, mm -hmm. Nottingham Forest that could either bust because none of these guys coalesce and become a team Fucked. or they wind up upper mid table and they become the future Brighton. Um, mm. But uh, you know, Jesse Lingard, in my opinion for one year, right? Mm -hmm. You said it's one year, it's one year. high wage. One year. Um, it, it makes a whole lot of sense because he's going to give you a lot of oomph mm -hmm. in that midfield. Um, but man, they, they're all over the place. And they brought in one of the top Bundesliga young mm -hmm. scorers in uh, Awaniwi um, who used to be a Liverpool product, if I'm not mistaken, um, but hit for a bunch of goals in the Bundesliga at Union Berlin. Mm -hmm. Brought him in for 20 million. They brought in four different fullbacks: <laughs> Nico Williams for 20 million, Bianconi for 10, Toffolo uh, from Huddersfield, Omar Richards, who's basically a oh, Reading player. Let's Bayern. be honest; he barely played for Bayern Munich. <laughs> He's basically a Reading player still. Um, you know, Bayern. they spent yeah, they, they spent 80 million plus. 
on a bunch of players um, oh. to improve all up and down. And I still don't know whether or not they're going to surpri- surprise. Mm-hmm. And I still think their most exciting player is Brennan Johnson. Mm. Um, so we'll see. I love, uh, so I, I, I'm going to go with what you said there. And I completely agree with you, Bretson, that Lingard hoped for better options, yeah. clearly. And if this yeah. man is getting a one-year contract with Nottingham Forest, it's because yeah. Lingard believes next season he'll be playing for a European giant because we all know he refused a three-year contract from West Ham for 150000 mm-hmm. a week. And he accepted the one-year deal of Nottingham Forest with 200000 a week. So... But it's an historic listen, club, but like, you know what I mean? It, yeah, we, everybody loves the tricky trees. Um, <laughs> but but ultimately, when it, when it comes trees? down to it, Lingard has to like put up mm-hmm. numbers in order. He's auditioning but, for big Champions League clubs. And exactly. if he doesn't, I don't, I don't know what stat line would actually be acceptable, but I, I would imagine it's no less than 10 plus goals, 10 plus assists. It's, it's, I feel like what we saw at West Ham... Be, uh, on the yeah. loan? That's what we, we got to see to at Nottingham Forest. And the only difference yeah. is Lingard will be a free agent after that season. So he will True. have a huge say wherever he goes. Like, I could see... Look, I don't... I, this is not a final, like... This is just a quick prediction. Like, Juve. Like, just going, oh, Pogba knows him. Pogba gives a good, good shout-out on him. Juve pays. You never know what can happen. Uh, if they paid for Ramsey right. as a free agent, right. I could see Lingard in the future. You never know. So, well, yeah, you, yeah, I feel like that's Lingard's yeah. mindset. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, and the funny thing is, is Juve is trying to boot Ramsey out um, as it stands to make, make a little room. Who knows? Maybe for Lingard in the future. Um, <laughs> but, but no, I, I actually do believe a, a move to Syria for mm-hmm. Lingard would do wonders. I think he would he would Tammy Abraham the crap out of that. Mm. Um, so <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. But I, I don't know. You know, Premier Premier League. There's a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot of deals left to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I I can't wait till we do our pre- prediction mm-hmm. thing because it's so up and down. Well, Obviously, we know the four or five top four or five are going to mm-hmm. look whatever, but. There, there is good groundwork laid for some of these clubs yes. to really surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, people, so, uh, put down below your thoughts about the Premier League. What did we miss? What did we, we didn't talk? And the predictions. I want to see predictions down below in the YouTube comment section because I will be answering those bold predictions that you have in the Premier League. Uh, and we mentioned first Tammy Abraham. I loved how mm. you say it, said that one. And in Serie A, a lot of bold moves are happening. Are. And I got to yeah. say, I am hyped up to see Dybala at IS Roma link up with Tammy Abraham yeah, coached with Jose Mourinho. And I'm not the only one hyped because Dybala <laughs> was the player with the most sold shirts in Cristian Ronaldo, okay, uh, in Serie Dybala, wait, okay, wait, wait, at IS Roma. Was yes. it more than Ronaldo or in since one day. Ronaldo? One in, uh, since in Ronaldo. one day. Okay. One in one day. Okay. One day. Yeah, more than Ronaldo. I believe it. It's like the shirts. He's... So that just shows for Roma, Dybala is so important. And another thing I got to say, he rejected yep. the number 10. He rejected the number 10 and he said, I will have to work for it one day. Maybe I'll wear it one day. I'll have to work for it. So Dybala has respect for one of the greatest players in the history of the game, 
Francesco Totti. And it's beautiful mm-hmm. to see the loyalty of Totti getting these kind words of Dybala that deserve all the respect that they, he can get to the most iconic player of Roma. So I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped. And, I'm and, hyped. and let's, let's be honest. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Jose Mourinho was pretty straightforward <laughs> when he said, we're in a challenging position in this transfer window. Oh, yeah. And, and when it became clear that, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Other Syria giants weren't um, opening the door for Dybala. <laughs> it became clear that this probably was going to be, mm-hmm. you know, the jewel to use, you know, because his nickname, uh, <laughs> the jewel on his crown for this transfer window. Um, so I, I am very, mm-hmm. very, very excited to see Dybala under uh, Mourinho and more exciting to kind of set you up nicely. They did get, uh, I still need to see. Mm-hmm. A conclusion to the, the the saga that is Nicolo Zaniolo Fuck. wanting to potentially leave, mm-hmm. right? Um, but maybe he stays with this signing. <laughs> maybe he stays, and you know you've got Nemanja Matic. I know you're you're very high on that, correct? Definitely very high on that because Cristante exactly. for me, I like him, but he wasn't yeah. that guy that Mourinho needs at that sixth role, and Matic will be elite with Mourinho next season. I can already say that prediction. I really believe that he will be that guy because Matic is a player that Mourinho is really fond about. And another player that I believe is very good if this move happens, I see reports on that, would be Eric Mm. Bailey going on loan to Roma too. And if that happens, Mm. I'd be hyped up. But just so I end up, AS Roma fans, you got to be hyped with the link up of Tammy and Dybala. And there's another thing, too, that you got to be hyped. Spina Zola, full season uh-huh. two, okay? Season. And this is what is going to be Roma's title challenge season that we're going to see from a ton of years in the past that we were promising, okay? Now's the time that they will attack. And Mourinho yeah. knows it. Mourinho has pressure on himself because he won a European title, Mourinho knows. And bringing a player like Dybala is what he loves. Mm-hmm. It, it, the whole squad... Yeah. Is put on pressure. It's like they are gonna be watched now. The whole world yeah. will watch Gomez. So they, they are, and and it, it is amazing to me though. Um, it feels in this transfer window, at least so far, like a lot of these Serie A clubs have gotten priced out, right? And they have gotten priced out of big moves. Some of the biggest moves that they've made mm. have been obviously freeze, like Pogba to True. Juventus. Uh, but also, you know, like Inter Milan, we you can tell they're still cash-strapped. <laughs> you can tell Inter is still cash-strapped. Or mm-hmm. Suning just doesn't want to <laughs> open up any of the purse strings because they're cash-strapped. But ultimately, they're bringing in Lukaku on mm-hmm. loan. I know, large wage bill. They're bringing in Aslani on loan with a with a possibility to buy. They're bringing in Velanova, who, by the way, completely underrated. Mm-hmm. You're going to see he's he's going to be one of the uh, breakouts of this particular season. They brought in Mkhitaryan mm. on free. Um, so Inter is like, they're going to remain relevant solely because of that Lukaku mm-hmm. uh, signing, right? They will score goals. They've kept Lautaro. They're going to be great. But around them... Mm-hmm. Around them, you can tell that the only two that are willing or can able to spend a lot mm-hmm. are the AC Milan's True. of the world, still trying to get to get to Ketelaire, yep. haven't been successful just yet, and to be honest, can't compete with a Leeds United right now in terms of actual upfront transfer fee exactly. because uh, the, the Premier League's the Let- Premier League's going to Premier League. That shows you how massive <laughs> an economic giant the Premier League is. 
Um, but also, let's go to Juventus because mm. I got to say, on paper, in terms of what they've brought in, <laughs> they just got their piece. They got at least one. They probably need another. I agree. But they got one of their pieces to go with retaining a whole lot of really impressive players. Mm-hmm. Juventus, if they can get one more defender, and I'll let you talk about the one they got, they are going to be, in my mind, on paper, uh, the favorites for the Scudetto this coming season. I I, I might go bold with this. I disagree with yeah. that. I feel like okay. Juventus has a ton of players that is still doubtful, man. I believe Di Maria, obviously, is a home run. <laughs> Pogba, I am doubtful on how good he will be. Hopefully, he will he will go bold. Have you, but have you seen that bromance forming between <laughs> McKenny and Pogba? <laughs> it makes me so happy. And, and, it makes me so I happy. I have to ask you: Do you believe McKenny is the best uh, American player playing in Europe right now? I like. I think said that there's. I think that there's an absolute element of of uh, truth to that. Yeah, okay. I actually i I would say that if he. He was starting to become exactly that. If mm-hmm. not, he was already that before he broke that damn metatarsal uh, right. near the end of last that season. Injury. And he was starting to play incredibly well for them. Allegri was singing his praises mm. week in, week out. Um, but- I honestly do believe, and I still believe, uh, Weston McKenney is going to be one of the largest reasons mm-hmm. uh, the U.S. is either successful or unsuccessful at the upcoming World Cup. Um, but him, yes. if he can form a bond... In the mm-hmm. Juventus midfield with a Pogba, uh, I'm, and, I'm immensely... I might even become a Juventus fan. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And Locatelli being there too. And I do see yes. reports, the reports that in the transfer window, they still want to bring in a player that is Leandro Paric, that is in, mm. the, in the transfer, the shortlist of players that Galtier doesn't want at PSG. And Paric, I feel like, would be good with Allegri. But... The biggest reason why I'm doubtful on Juventus is Allegri, is the coach. I do not know if Allegri will do it with the competition level that I see from Milan, from Inter, and Roma too. So, but Milan too, I I love how you said that about Leeds. It's true. How does a Milan, a European giant in the history of football, football heritage once again said, Milan is competing with Leeds to sign a player? Like, this yeah. is modern-day football, man. Like, yeah. well, example, clear. Charles Le Kessler, it, 40 million. Full. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's a reason why, you know, Syria, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I really don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the finances are still tenuous at best in Syria. But the fact of the matter is, is Juve mm-hmm. was able to get their yes. man eventually. They had to overpay for him. What normally exactly. in a, you know, inter- an internal Syria move, mm-hmm. Bremer is moving from uh, Torino mm-hmm. to Juventus. Um, normally that internal fee does not cost so much up front in this time around. It did mainly because Torino knew Juventus really had nowhere else to turn. <laughs> they had already loaned out Dragusin. They've uh, they've shipped off. Well, Chiellini has moved on to a new adventure in L.A. That's mm-hmm. off to a very good start for him. Uh, you have a 35-year-old Benucci. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have an uh, they got rid of, They had an Indian yeah, bit De- too. So it's yeah, and, and Demerol's gone mm. as well. And and yeah, they had to get Bremer. They absolutely, in my mind, had to get Bremer. So they did everything they could to do it. And to be honest, they need one more. Mm. They need another uh, center back if they're going to compete again this season. But man, do I like the front 
mm-hmm. of their uh, of their roster. But yeah. So people, put down below your thoughts about Serie A. Who's going to win the Scudetto, the top goal score transfers that we didn't say? And yeah, just put down below your thoughts. And yes, yeah, staying in other leagues, Bayern Munich, we got to shout out the decision-making of Bayern Munich that they don't get mm. to the stage of these Serie A teams because... They make decisions profoundly, in my opinion. And getting a player like Matthias Tell at 17, paying 28 million, is a bold decision, but it's wise, in my opinion, because a striker that with the quality that Tell has at Stadtren mm-hmm. is can distinguish from any youngster at his age. And that's why Bayern Munich are so invested on Matthias Tell, because there's no strikers in the horizon. In world football at a cheap price. It's true. So Matthias it's, still, it's, boom. It's true, but the kid is 17 years old. I agree. The kid is the he kid is be, 17 years old. He has played 49 minutes in League One. 49 it's minutes. Bold. Now, granted, <laughs> granted, he looked great in those 49 minutes, but 49 minutes uh, in League One. So basically, you're going off of promise. Mm-hmm. You're going off of this is very different than Dortmund bringing in Dembele after he already tore things up in League One from Stadtrenet, right? It's very, it's very true. different than that. And this is also different, also different than the last time they shipped out a lot of money for a really, really high end teenage player. It was a certain Renato Sanchez at 18 years old. Well, and what happened previous to that? Well, Renato Sanchez led Benfica it was, to a title. Yeah. He was the golden boy mm-hmm. that year. I mean, that that guy did but everything he could to earn a 35 million euro move. Mm-hmm. Right? At the time, so, Ancelotti, like the context, he didn't even play Kimish. I always say, like the context, like I, I but I agree with you. Like yeah. there, it was, it was I, a bold, it's a bold move. I definitely agree. Listen, but Matias Tell comes to Bayern as a rotation player. And I fully yeah. believe by them getting Matias Tell, they are saying that, you're going to be the third option, and Gnabry yeah. will stay, Sane will stay, Coleman stays, and now we have, I got to say, Sadio Mane, which was awarded uh-huh. the best African player, okay, which, big up on Sadio Mane, African player of the year, more than deserved Sadio Mane, and yeah, just Matisse tell you will learn with all these pieces, and development-wise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we often uh, highlight uh, Dortmund, but he will become a beast yeah. at fire. Stad Rene, dude. Stad Rene. Um, listen, True. if you don't... It, 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 this is not me pouring cold water on this transfer at all. And in fact, I do think that this transfer is going to work out for them. Mm-hmm. I think Matisse Tell is going to be a world-class striker. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you add another element. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest reasons Alfonso Davies... Uh, was such a surprise and so amazing when he was signed at a similar age for 10 million bargain. euros. Um, bargain is because the price tag, albeit the price tag was high for major league soccer standards, mm-hmm. it was not high for European standards to where everybody was like, now we're expecting something from him. I saw tweets saying that Bayern was willing to give him, give Matisse Tell the nine jersey from the get-go what i mean come on come on nah. if that's if there's any grain of truth to that um it it, it probably isn't i don't know i might have gotten that whatever. was bold Guilt. that was bold um, but giving the but number man. nine that Lewandowski took all those years to build up a legacy we all know giving those this uh giving those numbers fast the pressure yeah. that it can put on these youngsters, man. Pedri got the number eight, but it was after having the seasons that he had. So, hey, but, but yeah, but let, let's be honest. They're, they're not going to buy this kid 
to not play him. So mm. you're right. Rotationally, I mean, Byron's going to play enough fixtures next season where Matisse Tell is going to get the run out. He's going to get mm-hmm. a whole lot of a chance to show what he can do. Um, and, and, and I'll be honest, I mean, you see mm-hmm. Paul Warner, Paul Warner, Matisse Tell, you Good. see Jamal Musiala, who's not too much older than them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a core of players that uh, I'm here for with Byron. Mm-hmm. Um, they're building, Nagelsmann is building a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a departure. This is 100% a departure from the normal transfer policy that is Bayern Munich. True. So True, and it, it, it's, they got the league too. I feel like the Lewandowski oh, yeah, money the <laughs> was like, like you know, Lewandowski money. Yeah. Oh, we might as well get the best young center back in the world, in our, our opinion, because we saw yeah. Lewandowski and we didn't even expect it. So Brazil yeah. does those moves, those bold moves with the youth. So I am very excited for what's to come with Bayern Munich. Mm. And I just want to say Barcelona, a quick shout out, because Barcelona is always something that I like to I like to talk about in the podcast. And uh, yeah. it's something that I want to say to all the listeners. And because my haircut is inspiring me, I went a bit bolder. So I want to just say this, that I believe this will happen. Not this what? season, but the next season. Messi okay. is going to come back to Barca 100% next season. Not this season, the next season, because I already see Laporta saying he didn't get the ending that he deserved at Barca, and he's in debt with Lionel Messi, yeah. and I be- and yeah. that is fucked. Okay, I fully believe that Messi knows that Barca will go crazy for him. Not this window, the following window, and I believe a one-year deal to make that ending at Barca be great will happen. Okay, so I just wanted to shout Leo. out. <laughs> Leo, don't, don't do it. No, go don't to Barca. Yes, why not go to Move Barca? On. Oh, Move on. Why not? Move on. There's all this, you know, this guy, look up the word jawboning. <laughs> Juan Laporta is very good at jawboning. And my goodness, in, in one breath, he can say we're completely, we can't do this, we can't do that. And in another, in another <laughs> breath, well, we have these economic levers. We can do this and we can do that. We have upwards of 200 million to spend. I mean, it's exhausting. But Run. But Leo just, Messi, run for the hills. Don't go back to Barca. Go, get, it's the, it's go the X back. you don't need. It's the X you don't need. Okay? But, Move on and, and, and chart your own path elsewhere. Um, but I'm just saying. After I, it, PSG. Like, he'll be, if he goes bold, the boldest in the world. Wait, I do it, believe the World Cup is a doubt. Like, how good yeah, he is in the uh, World Cup, too. So, but yeah. MLS, we all, we have said it in the past, but I legit believe people, listeners, that Messi will return for one season to Barca and maybe go to the MLS afterwards. So I'm, I'm just, just saying, say the way, the way that, the way that they treated <laughs> Messi, the way the everything around uh-huh. all of this craziness, they're going to be at some point in this situation again. Okay, mm. I don't know when, Barca. and everybody's right. Everybody's right in the comment section mm. uh, that no, we don't have all the answers to their financials and all the creative accounting that is leading to them being able to, mm-hmm. you know. But they are. We do know they are mortgaging off their future, and if this does not hit, Investment. if these signings do not hit and mm-hmm. lead to a whole bunch of Champions League money right? Mm-hmm. Then they will be in the same position uh, with a much less brighter future. But they're all banking on what? They're all banking on a Barcelona image that has been built in the year, uh, in the last 10, Xavi. 15 years. I know I know it goes back beyond that. Yes, they're building on that on Xavi too. Um, but in the end, in the end, at some point, 
if they're not careful, the glean will wear off. That ah. shimmer in your eye when you hear the word Barcelona will wear. <laughs> it will go away. Now okay. Now with Gavi and Pedri, I'll be honest. And Lewandowski uh, now there, I don't think it will. <laughs> but I'll hey, be honest, I, I, economically they yeah. have to solve things. And I said for yeah. Man United, I, I, I look, even in the pod I'm trying to help Barca saying that Barca go to United <laughs> my days. Oh my <laughs> gosh, if they get Frankie and they buy United, that is a hundred million solved. Mm. So <laughs> <laughs> but I agree yeah. with you. Like seeing Conde, all these transfers, it puts an eyebrow up. It's true, but I believe Conde will happen. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that in the pod, definitely in the next one. Because there will, be, there will sure. be a decision just like Ronaldo 2 if Chelsea mm -hmm. or uh, Barcelona 2 with Conde. So, but Rafinha, what a goal against Real Madrid in that preseason. That nice and at the start of the season, we might see... Uh, Lewandowski, Fatih, Rafinha. Because that yeah. puts the competitiveness of Dembele to get that right wing spot that he has to deserve. And that's why I believe yeah. Rafinha uh, is... <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. R Rafinha was good in that game. Um, mm -hmm. I stayed up way too late to watch a good portion <laughs> of that game. It was a terrible giveaway uh, to set Rafinha up for that and goal. But that goal Ronald was... Rouge. Yeah, Sheesh. I mean that was not that was not a great that was not a great game from Rudiger. And I think it's all clear if you're watching the Classico in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty damn clear that Real Madrid needs a backup striker and they need him stat. Fucked. Fucked! I agree totally. No. And that's why Gabriel Zuz, like we mentioned in the past, was a target. Just to be mm -hmm. a rotation piece. When you have Militão, Vinicius, but they needed to, to get the nationalization, I think, of a Brazilian player. So Vinicius mm -hmm. will become Spanish or get a passport. So, yeah. And they the, need options. The, the crazy thing here, the crazy thing here is that we are going to hear over the next six months. Mm -hmm. This is what I don't get, even with Real Madrid, because they're not like the richest people out there either. Mm -hmm. um, these are cash strap clubs, okay, True. with massive, massive uh, mm -hmm. clout, massive legacy, massive history. There is no doubting <laughs> that. But ultimately, uh, once again, yes. in the next six months, they're going to be fighting over mm -hmm. a 50 to 75 million rated. Endrick, mm -hmm. right? And they will be fighting tooth and nail. They will literally, basically, field. like they almost got to blows on the field in Las Vegas, right? Mm -hmm. They they literally almost fought each other. Uh, just uh, picture the administrations doing that. They're going to be going blow for blow trying to get Endrick to sign up. Fucked. Who, who is going to bring? Who is going to? I don't know. Create that much clout that they can actually needle their way in there and give Endrick an out. Um, mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's just amazing to me how we talk so much about their finances, the whole <laughs> super league craziness that once again, we will be talking about a 16 year old mm -hmm. getting, ah, it's amazing. Yes, it's, I, it's I, unbelievable, I, man. And super league will be seen again next season, a bunch of chat, a bunch <laughs> of news about all these people because wanting the Super League, there's directors of football. Because we mentioned in the pod, Milan is <laughs> competing with leads for a player like the Ketzler. So that's why it seemed like Milan is desperate for a Super League to happen. So they don't yeah. have these types of financial like battles to get a player with this amount of quality. But... Mentioning Super League, just going to say this fast before our topic ending the pod. It's there's a player in PSG, man, that every single listener of FC Wonderkid has to remember. And that is Warren Zaid Emery. This kid is a midfielder from 2006. 2006. That is balling 
at PSG. This player can play first team football next to Messi, next to Verratti, next to Neymar, mm -hmm. Warren Zaid Emery, the future of France in midfield. And I might say this. He is, since Camavinga, the player that mm -hmm. I believe can break all the records for France at PSG. He has to get a chance next season. And I'm saying this for a player that's it's 16. So please, yeah. people, go watch the tape on Warren. Uh, I, I don't want to get it wrong. Warren Zaire Emery, okay? Oh, 2006. Yeah, yeah, and I, and hey, at PSG... Um, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, man. I mean, they're they're bringing in Nordi Mukieli. They're they're Great bringing moves. in. They're making a lot of a lot of moves here. But ultimately, just please <laughs> leave that DM position alone. Leave that midfield alone and let Zaire Emery have his shot. Let him prove you wrong. Um, I, I never like hyping a 16 year old so much, but I but... he's probably if I had to list, you oh. know, prospects their age uh, uh -huh. he's he's in the top two oh, yeah. if not the oh, yeah. the top one up there so Definitely. um and, and and the funny thing is is they have other guys in that in, in there like el mm -hmm. Shaddai is nothing to sneeze at like he's a phenomenal center back Very prospect good. he is massive for his age mm -hmm. um it's just a matter of P whether or not psg gives him the chance mm -hmm. like stad renee gives the chances to their youngsters and another if we're going to talk about league one mm. uh, balokian balokian and i don't know if that's how you pronounce it but he's a center back prospect for stad renee i think he's going to get a bunch of game time this season in league one for stad renee mm -hmm. another guy to watch so once again <laughs> france just continues to deliver so and um, with psg oof. it's like new coach galtier that has been reported strict rules and for neymar okay. that is the best environment that he can have before a world mm. cup too then, then he has to go both poets to brazil so galtier okay. is helping neymar for the brazilian conquer the world cup <laughs> nah, i'm joking but neymar has said <laughs> i want to stay and that is something that he's vocal saying, I want to stay. So that's okay. what we got to see. And I like to well, see that. And Kim Pembe, I don't know if he's going to Chelsea. There's a lot of chatter about that. So let's yeah. wait and see. But if it's 70 million, I feel like PSG would be more than happy to let him go for that amount. So yeah. I, I, I would be, I mean, I don't <laughs> care if I'm, if a billion means nothing to me. 70 million for Kim Pembe is mm -hmm. way too much. And but, it, well, that's a deal. That's a well, deal. Well, Tuchel if, must if, want him. Tuchel must, must want him, and Tuchel he doesn't must, like any, must want yeah, a he, center he, back, man. So it's like, yeah, he doesn't like anyone else in his team, so he he wants somebody he can like, I suppose. Shit, fuck. Uh, yeah, Tuchel is yeah, he is incredibly, mm -hmm. um, relatively negative uh, well, heading into this season. True, true. And if there, there's any last shout you want to say on the transfer front, Bretton? No, you know we hit a lot, mm -hmm. and uh, I. I'm just, I'm immensely um, mm -hmm. surprised at Ajax. Uh, I know we talked about the incomings, ah. but it, it, they mm -hmm. let, they let a guy, they let Tagliafico go yes. so unceremoniously um, for like 4 million euros. Leon got him. Um, and I, I get it. His contract was coming up and all that mm -hmm. fun stuff. But this guy, 165 games, 16 goals, 22 assists, three year Divisie titles, two Dutch Cup wins, got himself a Copa America title because of the momentum. Um, I mean, Ajax just lets him go. They let on the other side, they let Masraoui go. Um, I, I mean, Ajax has to do a better job. And it's funny to say this because they made a whole bunch of money on Haller. Um, but they they got to do a better job policing the amount of money they could make. True on these guys that are uh in their prime um so i
Mm-hmm. Oh, and then they they spend all their money on two guys they could have kept mm. from day one. Brobby, 16 million euros with some add-ons. They bring in Steven Bergvine, who a lot of people might not know, True. but before he moved and made his career at, at Feyenoord, mm. uh, I'm sorry, at PSV, PSV not mm-hmm. Feyenoord, at PSV, he was a Ajax Youth Academy player for six seasons. He was a cast-off. He moved to PSV. PSV turned him into what he was, and Ajax... Buys him back for 31 million euros. So it's one of the very few times we look at Ajax and I, you know, my eyebrow, I can't actually do the, the, you know, one eyebrow up type sitch, but ultimately Ajax, you're weird. You're, you're really weird. Uh, I don't know how best to say it, but I do think that mm -hmm. they, they are more vulnerable in the ear division this season Mm -hmm. than I think most people are um, pricing in. And okay, they did get Calvin Basie for twenty they million, did. which is not something that we're used to seeing. Uh, I expend that amount of money for a centre back. Yeah. So things are different now in modern football, and it's true. I agree yeah. with you. With the full backs, Ajax should have done a better job. I agree totally in my and, opinion uh, too. And Gravenbridge one year, if he was two three years, he would have been more than oh, twenty million. I mean, that's, so that's a steal for Bayern. But, Absolutely, they got Mazraoui, they got Gravenberg, and mm-hmm. they they're. But I, I do have to say one more yes. one more um, thing, and that's it. It's not a long one. I just have to say, mm-hmm. Chris Richards, U.S. center back, can also yes. play a fullback. Uh, there's a good chance he is going to be finally signing the dotted line on that Crystal Palace. Movie. <laughs> um, so I, I want to see it. And apparently, we're all we're loading up with the U.S. internationals in the Premier hmm. League, and uh, <laughs> if they can do something, and frankly, if Chris Richards can win Patrick Vieira over, exactly. um, I'm exactly. an immensely satisfied customer heading into the World <laughs> Cup. We'll and see. it's and Vieira has been doing a pretty good job at Palace with the youngsters. Yeah. That that was Absolutely. the secret sauce with Gallagher, Gehi. So I love that. Mm-hmm. And my final shot is at Flamengo. Okay, I shout out mm-hmm. Hulk. In the past, and I said a bit of a, a ditch to Gabi goal, which he went bold in the second leg of Copa do Brasil. It's Fox, but I am going to highlight a player from Flamengo, which is Pedro, okay? This player, Pedro from Flamengo, has nine goals and four assists in seven matches. So, Tite, call him up, okay? Pedro has finally found his feet in Brazil, okay? And he had a bit of a blimp in Europe, so I love to see that this man is now ready for the Brazilian national team now, as it seems. So Pedro from Flamengo. Let's see if he gets just that don't, show. Just don't make the mistake and call the other Pedro. Just, yeah. <laughs> I get I you. Mean, I get no, you. I get you. <laughs> I get you. So, uh, yes, people, put down below anything that we've missed that we didn't talk. We will. I will answer, and me and Bretton too, down below in the YouTube comment section, anything that you shout out. And, yeah, just go bold with it. So, Please. final topic. We just want to put a prediction out there. And for the people that top goal scorer, okay, of the Premier League, top five, who do we believe, me and Breton, will be in the top five debate of the goal score next season in the Premier League. So, just before you yes. see our shouts, put down below who do you think will be the top goal scorer and the top five goal scorer in yeah. the Premier League. So, let's shout. Let's go. <laughs> uh, do we want to take this piecemeal, like one at a time, or I, do we want to just say our fives? I don't want to. I don't want to say like this will be ahead of this one, but I want to say five that I will believe will be those five. Because let's be honest, a player like Holland can be the number five if he gets an injury, but he can be number uh, one too. So it's like you oh, know. So- <laughs> 
But yes, oh, I, I started with that. So yeah, I, I butchered one. I butchered one. And oh, yes, obviously. Come on, man. I, I have rationale down for why I have them in the positioning that they're what? in, man. You made me do extra work with this. What? Jeez. What? All right. Well, top five. Mm. Um, okay. So I'm gonna, who's in I'm, your top five? I'll put you on the spot with some questions. So because who'd you do you have Salah? I do. I have Salah. Absolutely. And Darwin. Uh, no, I don't have Darwin. So yeah. Darwin Nunes, top five goal scorer. That was my doubt if he was going to be in my top five goal scorer in the Premier League. And it's bold to say right now that I fully believe he will be the, in the top five goal scoring list of the Premier League. I believe that. Darwin Nunes. So, you do. Yes. And ahead of well, Marcella, uh, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult. Absolutely. That's why absolutely. I was asking it's difficult. you this. That's why, because but, they have to divide the goals. <laughs> they they do they do um mm -hmm. I, obviously we've seen we've seen in the past sane uh sane oh my um uh, uh, sadio mane mm -hmm. <laughs> Woo. sadio mane and we've seen mo salah mm -hmm. uh up at the top of the golden boot table uh as True. long as when was obama yang in here was it 2018 2019 Possibly. they all had i think 22 at the top of the table mm -hmm. so it is feasible to have two up there right mm -hmm. um and I, as we saw with tottenham last year uh, mm -hmm. Son was doing the heavy lifting while Harry Kane took a nap for half the season. <laughs> uh, and and then, you know, Harry Kane picked it back up and ended up with 17 goals or so. So I, I'm looking at it and saying Mo Salah is unobstructed. Mm. Um, he has no World Cup. Uh, and point. I have him finishing third. I think it's going to be an incredibly close golden mm -hmm. boot race. I agree. Um, and I have him in third. He's my third position. Uh, but Mo Salah is unencumbered. He's mm. going to have a chip on his shoulder. He's going to be pissed off, which is basically the same thing as having a chip on his shoulder. And he's going to have a depth of a supporting cast. Uh, that is, I mean, they haven't even gotten rid of Firmino yet. Uh, so you've got you've got Sadio Mane. Or, goodness, you've got um, Luis Diaz. <laughs> yes. You've got Darwin Nunes. You've got Mo Salah. And then you've got Diogo Jota, mm -hmm. who knows the league, who scores in the league. And to be honest, he probably would have scored more last year um mm -hmm. if it weren't for i don't know but uh but ultimately mm -hmm. I, you you really don't think that that translates to mo you think sadio mane was like the missing the, the piece that led to mo salah being so damn consistently at the uh, top of I, the golden boot standings i love your points man and it's true that salah has a chip that he's not in the world cup he will have those months too but like Darwin, we saw against Leipzig, he can score four sure. goals out the bat. Oh. And he is the player that I believe has the best first touch shoot in mm. the first first touch shot in the Premier mm. League when he arrives. Okay, yeah. so I really have high expectations on Darwin, but it's the confidence. If he has a tough mental start in the Premier League, I will say yeah. I'm wrong and I believe Salah will be that guy. But I'm hoping that Klopp has this prepper, prepped with Darwin and he's mentally ready. So, yeah, I just had to put Darwin because the possibility is mm -hmm. of a player that can get 25-30 and compete with the likes of Haaland. And yes, so okay. say you're like, I see I, you got it all ranked up. So <laughs> I got it ranked up. So you might as well feed me, mm -hmm. feed me to the sharks here because I, I'm going to get <laughs> destroyed. Mm. Um, all right. I'll, I'll start with five. Okay. Uh, five. You know, I, I see him as a little bit of a dark horse. We've already talked about mm -hmm. him. Um, but I do think there will be a dark horse in the top five. Mm. Whoa, what, what an amazing, you know, I agree. whatever, uh, bold take ultimately. And that was sarcasm. <laughs> but 
Um, Gabriel Jesus is going to be fifth for me. Um, he, he's, he's leading role. Uh, the way that the way that we see this team kind of coming together, there will be chances for him, mm-hmm. um, and it's whether or not he puts him away. And I know people are going to go back and say, "Well, he didn't do this for Manchester City." But- Manchester City, mm-hmm. um, obviously, I mean, they had 15 goals from De Bruyne last year mm-hmm. in a basically a strikerless season, and he could never nail down being that striker, Jesus, mm. uh, for for Manchester City. So yeah, that, that that's 100% a, a issue. But ultimately, I think Arteta didn't go out and spend the $50 mm. million for him to just have him be a rotational player. I, I, I think he will be the focal point and he'll either put up or shut up. And frankly, right now, mm. I'm leaning more on the side of him putting up and mm-hmm. being in that top five, although there are the other, other dark horse names. Mm-hmm. My four... But- my but f- but the well, build up play yeah. like which Zuj man. So let me ask you this yeah. with the goal scores. So if you put Zuj, yeah. you believe yeah. Gabriel Zuj will get more goals than Raheem Sterling so next season. Uh, I <laughs> um yes, yes, no? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, interesting. Cuz I think I think with Tuchel, I mean Tuchel hasn't had what Mount Mount was 11 goals last season. Yeah, right? and that's why I believe uh, Sterling went. Because Havertz okay. isn't that guy. Sterling can be more of an inside forward. I believe Raheem Sterling will be the top goal scorer yeah. of Chelsea next season. I mean, so I was well, just curious to know your 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 thoughts on that yeah, one. I do too. I, I, I agree that he'll be probably the leading scorer. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I think it's actually more likely that he provides the attention that's needed that has not been provided on that right wing. Right. Or left wing, or either yes. wing, left. essentially. Yes. Um, left wing, sorry. Um, that will lead a mm-hmm. Kai Havertz or a Timo Werner to um, okay. actually get a goal haul this coming season, um, barring a new striker signing. Um, yeah. or, I, I don't know. It, it seems it's pretty clear that he's not going to really give Broja the the, the choice <laughs> or the uh, chance but- that maybe he deserves. So, mm-hmm. um, I do think I think just the way that. Uh, Mm-hmm. Arteta is building the Arsenal buildup. Mm-hmm. I do believe that Gabriel Jesus could be there. I also believe, though, that they, you could very well swap it mm-hmm. with a Bukayo Saka. I mean, I really think Bukayo like Saka is on the like precipice mm-hmm. yeah, of really, really putting together a complete, as yes. if last year wasn't complete already, but an even more complete season than he's already delivered for Arsenal when like they were that. at their worst and then trending upwards near the end of the year. But so I believe, um, but yeah. I believe he'll be more of a provider though, but I love that shout that he mm-hmm. will definitely be, have an increase with his goals, but that's yeah. the thing. Jesus got to be that target guy building up got the it. play, but putting those goals. So yes, I love that. Number yeah. five. I disagree. Well, I won't put Jesus in my top five. So, so, but would you put Sterling? Did you have Sterling in yours? Mm, my biggest doubt between Sterling is Sterling and Son. Because, yes, Son yes. will put numbers, but there's another player that went to Tottenham, which was Richarlison, that I feel he yeah. will steal a bunch of goals to Son next I, season. And Sterling, I, I believe, will be in the top five top goal scorers in the Premier League. So that's why. That's my thinking. It's Son will be competing now with Richarlison. So. Yeah, well, maybe I went too deep into this, but I also feel like, uh, listen, no matter what you throw at Son... No matter what you throw, it's gone. This guy, pencil him in for at least 20 goals across all competitions. He's Mm. done it previously. He does it when Harry Kane's asleep. Uh, He does it when they try and bring in a striker that ultimately flops. Mm. He does it whenever he needs to do it. Uh, Song will find his 20 
plus goals for the season. Maybe not in the Premier League, exactly. uh, but mm-hmm. my guess is I have him at fourth uh, because I'm not yet convinced that Richarlison uh, will steal goals. I th- I just think that their offense will be that much stronger. I, I um, but Kane, to Kane didn't that. score a bunch of goals in the middle of the season too. So it's like I know, man. Son had that had that target man responsibility and. Like yeah. I gotta know your top five now. I'm curious, man. <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, I mean, you you basically just um, yeah. Okay, well, five is Gabriel Jesus. Yes. Four is Son. Top goal scorer. Three, mm-hmm. three. I still think, and I think it's going to be a close race. But I think Mo Salah will be third. Mm. Um, I still think he's going to be the big man. And he, come on, he's been the Golden Boot winner for the last three out of the last five years. Exactly. He knows what he's doing. That's he's fine. That's fucked. And he will find his goals in a Klopp uh, setup. But he never had uh, a Darwin at Liverpool. It, well, that is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Just like we don't yet know um, mm-hmm. if Erling Holland uh, <laughs> is going to stay healthy and all that fun stuff. And that's mm-hmm. my only worry. But I do have, just for the fact that the Premier League, uh, mm-hmm. there are very few instances except maybe Obama Yang yes. and maybe one or two others where a player comes in and ultimately just breaks the league. Right and scores a bunch of goals, but um, and and fights for the golden boot. I think I I just said golden boot, uh, the golden boot. <laughs> golden um, boot. Obama Yang had yes. 22 goals in his debut when he came over from uh mm-hmm. from Borussia Dortmund. Um, I honestly do believe Erling Holland will be absolutely fine this season. Anyone that's saying the the Premier League is too hard is mm. to this. For, oh, sure. Um, th- there's no way Holland's going to do what he did. You know, the Bundesliga is a farmers league. I don't believe I any. Feel of like that crap. Um, I feel like he'll do better. I feel like he'll do better in Man City because I mean, he's Man, at Man City. He, he never <laughs> had the Bruyne giving him goals. And another exactly. player I feel like will be levels above next season is Foden. Foden is hyped with Holland. We saw yeah? it at the end of that game. <laughs> like talking to yeah. Holland non-stop. So I feel like that's the duo. Just like Son and Kane, we'll be talking about Foden and Holland in the next few years. So. But but here's what it comes down to for me. I I, I mm. still can't put him above the man himself. Mm. Uh, Harry Kane <laughs> fell asleep last season. He had one Premier League goal mm-hmm. from uh, all the way for the first four months of the season. He had one Premier League goal. I agree. One. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he wound up still with 17 goals. Okay. Yes. This guy... This guy, okay, uh, he is three, four goals away from being the third all-time Premier League scorer at the age of 28, and he's what? that way for a flipping reason. I am not going to bet against him yet, even though a monster in a good way like I'm Erling so- Holland is coming into this league. Harry Kane deserves the respect, and we do have to understand that Harry Kane is also heading into what we would call that penultimate contract year. That exactly. second to last contract here that he needs to perform if he does want to provide himself with an experience elsewhere mm-hmm. in the future. So I think you're going to get Harry Kane with a jetpack tied to his butt. <laughs> and I honestly believe that he could wind up scoring the 26 or 27 or so that he did many years ago um, under, was it under uh, Poch? Pochettino. I think it was under. Yes. Yeah. Um, but he needs 26 goals. You ready for this? He needs 26 goals mm-hmm. to overtake. Wayne Rooney for second all time on the Premier League goal scoring list. Whoa. I don't know if he'll do it this season, but if you get an Antonio Conte offense working the way we think it can, yes. he's going to have every ability to put 26 goals and in the back. And Kuluzewski there since January. It won't be like yep. it won't be Kuluzewski all of a sudden in the middle of the season. He'll have those players. And I love uh, it how you set it with Conte. Conte is the piece that Kane yes. never had, 
at Tottenham. And I agree with yeah. you. He will be the top goal scorer in the Premier League next season wow. with Antonio Conte too. I agree with you, Three. Breton, on this wow. one. But with the top okay. five, in no specific order, I know I said Kane. I feel like he will be the number one. But mm -hmm. in the top five goal scorers in the Premier League prediction next season, I feel like Sterling will be there. Darwin, Salah, Kane, and Erling Haaland, okay? And yeah, I know I'm sleeping on Son, man. Son, it should be ahead of Sterling, maybe. But like, yeah, it's just, I believe he has, Ch Sterling needs to be the goal scorer for Chelsea because they don't have yeah. that. They don't have that guy. Now, so Now, I, 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 I did notice that within your five, mm -hmm. um, obviously the, 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 uh, whatever the sun is set on mm -hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo being a part of United yes. in your mind no. for this coming season. No, okay. no, no, no. It was, it's with, no, no. <laughs> this is what a Ronaldo. Season. This is what Alda Ronaldo. Like I believe right, Ronaldo right, will Ronaldo. not be there. Will not be yeah. a Man United. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And <laughs> and with that, it creates an opportunity for United. In mm. in my opinion, somebody has to step up and fill those goals. But, Otherwise, it's going to be another very dreary year. I don't believe for Manchester United anyone. fans. Will be in my no, the top five not, no, but they can platoon it. They can platoon it, and and I don't think you're right that the goals will be concentrated in one place. Mm -hmm. But I do think that if you are forced to ride Anthony Martial mm -hmm. into this season, there's a good chance he's going to find double digit goals. Um, he, he will. Um, there's a good chance Jane Sancho could blow us all out of the water and have himself and a assists. breakout season in the Premier League, I right? Mean, and I, probably in assists. You're I, right. Mm -hmm. um, he can become so the top had, assister next season. That wouldn't be shocking if Ten Hag gets him fueled up as he wants well, to. Yeah. So I like it. Yeah, the, the way he treated Anthony at um we, at Ajax. We should do I, top I, assister yeah. next. <laughs> this should. is good. Uh, there like are it. other there are other players that I do believe are dark horses. Mm. Um, I think if you have a Holland, you already mentioned Foden. I, I I'm gonna say it right now. Mm. Uh, don't count out Riyad Mahrez. Don't count out Riyad Mahrez at all. I like that. Um, I like that. Especially when you're fighting on all sorts of fronts. If Mahrez is the Premier League guy, mm -hmm. which I don't think he was, I think he was more the continent, the more the, the European League, league guy true. last year. Yeah, yeah. So maybe this is kind Luke of a Real, good point. It's true, but but um, I agree with you. Like Mahrez will have yeah. to step up if he wants that contract. Yep. So yeah, he yep. the, the numbers. Um, I agree. Richarlison too. Yep. We mentioned fast. Like he could be yep. the guy at Tottenham that all of a sudden, yep. whoa. Skamaka mentioned yep. in the podcast Skamaka. too. Like he could have a breakout well, season at West Ham too. So <laughs> yeah, and and Jared Bowen hadn't yet broken out, mm. hadn't yet figured out the Premier League mm -hmm. when Sebastian Haller was signed. Okay, True. so I do think if if Skamaka, I think Akita Skamaka getting off the board, Akita Skamaka, you know, having a double digit season goals mm -hmm. um, is going to be whether or not Jared Bowen can continue um, his kind of ridiculous form like he continued last season um but mm -hmm. i i also have one other um mm. person that a lot there were two other people um yes. one is crystal Palace. okay wilfred wilfred zaha um has a better supporting <laughs> cast uh crystal palace has an identity wilfred zaha had 14 goals last season um he he i think is not mr i need to get the heck out of crystal palace uh, this particular season. So who knows? Maybe he's so at home, mm -hmm. he can he can hit for 17, 18, 19. Do I think 17, 18, 19 gets you in the top five of the Premier League next season? Race? Next Probably season. not this season. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so. Um, and then the, the only other one I want to throw out there is one mm. that's definitely going to get beaten up. Mm. Okay. Um, I love what Aston Villa has done 
Uh, I love that Coutinho's in there for 20 million. They brought him in. I love that that Kamara has been brought in to really shore up that underrated. midfield and provide depth. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely underrated. And I think that one of the two of Danny Ings or Ali Watkins, who at the moment have a very love-hate relationship with most Aston Villa ha- fans, because you know you feel like they should score more than they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to pick Ali Watkins to have kind of a breakout season now. No. Breakout season. Yeah. He had 11 goals and 14 goals in the last two seasons. Yeah. Okay. So he's, they just, Villa fans want and they expect more from a $30 million, you know, championship Mm -hmm. signing um, or 30 million euro. So ultimately, with Coutinho in there for the full season, Mm -hmm. with Kamara shoring things up, with Diego Carlos shoring that center back, I really love um, what Gerard has done in, in the transfer window to the point where I feel, like maybe an Ollie Watkins actually starts to put his stuff away. And, and that's based on car- karma alone and just developments alone. It's not based on Ollie Watkins becoming a better striker. And uh, or, let's be yeah. honest, like Ollie Watkins wants to be in the English national team. And now you have mm-hmm. Tammy Abraham doing bits in the Serie yep. So now the, everyone has to step up. So a player like Ollie Watkins can't be in a debate with Dominic Calvert-Lewin. That isn't a, a team like Everton going down, down, down. So I agree yeah. with you. He's got to step up. And yeah, he's got to be maybe in the top five. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe. But maybe. Holland, definitely, if the injuries come, we might yep. we might be, yeah, not have Holland in this top five. And a player yeah. like Alvarez, Foden, that Foden was the player that got double digits first in goals and assists last season oh. for Man City. So he oh, can wow. do that. He can do that. So... Mm, but yeah, the Bruins setting setting him up. Yeah, people, put down uh, below your thoughts about the top five Premier League goal scorers. We want to know what are your thoughts and who do you think will be the most prolific in the Premier League. Oh, yeah. And if you enjoyed this podcast until now, episode sixty five. Do not forget to like this video and subscribe to FC Wonder Kid on YouTube and Spotify so we can go bolder on those Spotify charts. Thank you for listening to episode 65 until now. And please do not forget to go bold. And thank you.